1360 AM KHNC. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. Lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050 extension 116. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Good morning. Welcome to today's program of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host and founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. John chapter 3, verse 8. The wind, the spirit, blows where it wants. You'll hear it. You'll hear the sound of it. You don't know where the wind comes from. You don't know where the wind is going. It is the same with every person who is born of the Spirit. We cannot comprehend or can control the Spirit, but we experience its effect. We believers, we experience the effect of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we who are born again. It is called the anointing. It is called the unction. We cannot control the Holy Spirit. We don't know the plan for each day. We don't know the changes that will take place in our day. We can't comprehend why things end up the way they are. No one can control the Spirit but we can comprehend its effect. We cannot control the time that we live in. Believers in the scripture are admonished to look at the sign of the times, to look at uh, the societies in which we may live, because the spirit The Holy Spirit is making himself known. He is revealing himself to us in many different ways. It just depends on how we interpret what he's doing. 
We cannot control what the Lord is planning to do with each of us daily. But again, we are to be aware. We are to look. We are to be sober. We are to pay attention. We have to have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit says to his churches. I um, have uh, different points or different thoughts, different scripture that I'm going to present today, but I do feel that over the previous, oh, maybe 40 years, there is something that that um, I I have seen. I understand it. It is kind of a mystery. I guess I can explain it this way. Christ in in uh, Matthew twenty in Matthew sixteen verses sixteen through eighteen. Christ asked Peter. Who do men say that I am? And Peter said, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And Christ said to Peter, Peter, men didn't reveal this to you. No one revealed this to you. This was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. He is the one who gave you the revelation. He opened your eyes. He made this reality known. And Peter, you are going to be, your name is going to be changed to a rock, to a stone. You are going to be part of a building. What Christ is saying and what I have seen and what I have realized through all these years is that with people who are ministers, we present things to God's people. We do not have any control over what is, how, what is revealed to you. I can, I can tell you that the, well, I'll put it this way. I'm trying to find a, a good example Until Christ meets you on the day of your conversion, the day of your salvation, on the day where the Holy Spirit regenerates your human spirit, you may know of God, you will have concepts of God, philosophies, but you will not have the reality. You will not have the revelation who God is until the day you are born again. You know what society says, what your parents say, what your parents believe, but you don't have the reality until the day that you are actually born again. On that day, God has revealed himself to you. He has given you that reality. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. But God 
revealed to you the day that you were born again because he presented himself to you. Now you know that God exists. And now you know God is real. Until you have that revelation given to you by God, you can assume, think, believe that you know what God is. On the day that you're born again, now you have the realization because you have the experience with the teachings in the Scripture and the mysteries in the Scripture. You may have through the years heard what I have been presenting through this program on the Radio Church about many different things. The reality of the time that we're in until unless God opens your eyes, you cannot see maybe what I'm speaking. There's a verse in uh, Psalms, verse 20, I'm sorry, verse 42, 7. Deep calleth unto deep. Deep calleth unto deep. One verse like it in the Bible. Only one verse. David said, I hear the roar of the water coming from deep within the earth. It shouts to the water below us as it tumbles down the waterfall. God, your waves come one after another, crash crashing all around and over me. People who have had years of experience have been faithful to the Lord. They are like these waters, and what they speak are like the waters crashing deep within the earth because they have had a deep experience with the reality of who God and His Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Deep calleth unto the deep. They present things, but the hearer, generally, unless God opens their eyes and opens their ears and gives them a revelation, they don't know what these individuals talk about. I have different individuals that I can use as an example. Derek Prince. Derek Prince, his ministry, Deliverance. This brother had a deep experience, very deep, with Christ. Because God had called him to the deep things of God. Deep. Many of the listeners would never get to the depths of in their experience in God, in Christ, that, that uh, Derek Prince would get to. In China, there was Watchman Nee. He was the apostle of the churches in China, though there were Baptist churches, there were missionaries from all over the world, because Watchman Nee was Chinese, he understood the Chinese culture and he was able to present God to the Chinese people in a fashion 
that that even the missionaries could not uh, the missionaries could not present God to the Chinese people like Watchman Nee could. Deep calleth unto deep. He went through, like Derek Prince, many of the other well-known Bible men of God teachers, my Bible men of uh, I don't know, I, I don't like the term men of God. It's used in a casual way. It, it's, to me, it's kind of offensive. But the people who, men, who have been positioned by God in ministry, called by God, trained by God, in the deep things of God, Paul the Apostle, the deepest, but still, the people in that he ministered to could not catch the power and the experience of what he was presenting to the listeners because it takes time. And then later, as God gives individuals experiences, then things click. Paul told the Ephesians, while he was there for three years. When I leave, there are going to be men, wolves. They are going to come in to the assemblies in Ephesus, and they will give you deep thought. They will tell you they are deep in Christ. They're wolves. They're not even Christians. They have great, powerful philosophy. They will come in, and Paul says, I, I've warned you before he left. I've warned you with tears, pleadings, that they're going to come. You've heard me, but you don't understand what I'm saying. And when Paul left, they came in. They thought they understood, but they didn't. Without the Holy Spirit upon your mind, you cannot comprehend much of what men who are called by God present. It has to come by revelation. I tell people about being born again. It's in the thinking for those that are not believers. They, they don't understand what I'm saying. They think they do. They think they comprehend. But I know in my heart they don't, they don't, they're not getting what I'm presenting. They're not getting the deep thought Deep calleth unto deep. Now, for this audience, the only way to comprehend the deep things, you would have you have to pray that God will give you an ear to hear 
what he is speaking to the churches. You have to ask that God give you an ear to hear. He even said that seven times in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. To he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches, what the Spirit is speaking, presenting, flooding. It's a flood. We are in the middle of a flood at this time in, in history. God is flooding the earth with his speaking. He is speaking through signs, wonders, through the environment, to politics, through everything. But God's children in America do not have an ear to hear, to comprehend, to understand what God is speaking. Now, deep in your spirit, you have a, an unction. You have an anointing. And in this anointing, in this unction, something that you can't understand with your mind, so you know that there is something happening in the world that you cannot put your finger on. You can't see it. But you know something is happening and you wait till the next day, hoping I can see more clearly. Every day is a greater revelation. Christ is, is, is telling the world, especially his seven churches, he cannot stay, stop, hinder the hardships that are coming upon the earth. He prophesied through his prophets, through Moses, through the apostles. He himself stated that in the time before he returns a second time, the earth is going to shake, the heavens are going to shake, the earth is going to shake, Whatever can be shaken is going to be shaken. He is going to announce. He is announcing to mankind that he is coming. You know, when I was young, we uh, would have a train come through town. And you could hear it. I mean, way, you could hear it miles away, especially when they get to an intersection and the conductor would blow the horn. And if you were behind a wall and you couldn't see it, you could just hear. You could hear the rumbling, and eventually you knew just about when it was right uh, where you were standing. It was, it was pretty, the young people today have a word that everybody uses. It was awesome. It was pretty thrilling for sure. 
the Lord told the, the Christian churches that when he comes, there would be a shaking like the world had never seen, and the Christian people are not aware of it. They're not paying attention. Every day is just like the day before. Next week will be like this week. Next month, like this month. Next year, nothing will change. To he that has an ear to hear, deep calleth unto deep. God is speaking very clearly. He is speaking especially to his children, the born-again Christians. In the whole family of Christianity, true Christianity, most of the family is asleep. They're, they're not involved with the things of God. They're not engaged. God is warning his children, if there was ever a time to be engaged, this is the time. You must, at some point, make a, uh, I don't know how to phrase it, take things seriously. You cut your hand, you cut your arm open, or, or I'll, I'll put it this way, I, uh, had a motorcycle wreck just a, just 35 miles an hour but I went sliding across the asphalt the concrete and grass and uh, through the dirt well I had so much pain and I only had on I didn't have I had a t-shirt shorts and sandals and I was going 35 miles an hour when I came to a stop all I could do is I remember just breathing and my face in the dirt and I couldn't I couldn't move. I was at full attention. I was my whole body was alert. I took skin off my ankles, off the top of my feet, off my knees, off my hip, off my shoulders, off my back, off my arms, off my hand. Fortunately, not, I had a helmet on. Thank goodness for that. But my whole being was alive. It was alive to pain. And I couldn't get up. I had to lay there. And, and just kind of, it's one of those hurts where you want to cry, but you can't cry. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to, Look in the little rear, the little mirrors on a motorcycle, they vibrate. And I thought somebody was behind me, and I didn't want to slow traffic down. So I looked over my left shoulder. I hit, and I veered to the right, hit the curb, and that was it. And I was laughing, but crying, you might say, because I was so stupid to not just slow down and pull over and. If somebody was behind me, let them go by. I was laughing in a sense. I was upset with myself for not having the presence of mind to, to just slow down and pull over. 
I had blinkers on the thing. So I was in pain. I was so much pain, I, I, I knew, well, this isn't the kind of crying pain. I mean, it, it's not, I don't want to cry. I got back home. I walked in. I was living with a friend. Walked in. There were a group of friends over. I was shredded. My T-shirt was ripped, blood everywhere. And they called the doctor. I need pain medicine. He says, take a shower and scrape out all the sand and dirt out of the wounds. Boy, did that hurt. What I'm saying is you need to have a moment where you make a decision to be engaged with God because what's coming is coming. You have to prepare yourself for it. And to prepare yourself, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to have the have to need the experience of the Holy Spirit. Because only He, you're not going to have big assemblies to go to, people around you to lean on. The thought of the what's coming is most of God's children are going to go through what is coming solo, alone. Deep calleth unto deep. You're not going to comprehend what I'm saying unless the Holy Spirit opens your eyes. Friends, I've known for years, they've laughed, they have thought I was nuts about many things. But you know what? Now they're realizing that I've been saying we were the last generation. There's not going to be another generation. What I mean by generation is it can be up to 80 years of mankind. Grandparents, parents, children, and grandchildren. My podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the pre, to the olive tree site. We'll be back in just a just a little bit to continue. Sundays, nine to noon. We'll be right back. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillows, patented Phil. And combine it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success, and now we're bringing you our best-selling Go Anywhere My Pillows with the same temperature-regulating technology, made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric. They're truly the next generation of my pillow. So go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code KHNC to save over 60% on our My Pillow. 2.0 four pack special. You'll get two my pillows and two go anywhere my pillows. Regular two fifty nine ninety two. Now only ninety nine ninety eight. King size just ten dollars more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. K H N C. Oh, happy day. 
Okay, we're going to continue. Now, I had written a note to myself, which I generally don't read, but I uh, decided I should pay attention to this one. I would like you to do something for me. Let your friends know about these Sunday programs. Sunday, 9 to noon, here on KHNC 1360. The programs are streamed. The uh, programs are archived on a podcast. Again, 1360khnc.com. Go to the podcast section to the Olive Tree site. During the week, I host the Present Truth from 2 to 3 daily, Monday through Friday. 1360khnc.com to the Present Truth site. Other programs are also that are archived are on that site. I want you to tell your friends. The uh, reason being, and let me do this, also my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. I am not, uh, I don't know, I will, I will put it this way. The reason is because I am presenting things to God's children that the pastors that have big congregations or medium-sized congregations, even small congregations, are not able to present. They don't have the the freedom. They don't have the freedom. What I present is, some people say I'm out there, way out there, whatever. No, I'm not out there. I am not an individual. I am not into shock. I'm not into any of that. It's, it's uh, useless. What I'm into is presenting to God's children the truth about all things, things that, I'm, uh, that I know is truth. We're in the last decade maybe even in the last decade. The signs are evident. I present things that others don't present. They won't present. They can't present. I can. Number one reason, God has given me revelation of things that are happening, and I present what God has revealed to me. Hopefully it will help you. I have asked the Lord many times what, or people, I, I haven't asked the Lord, people have asked me through the years, so what do you do? What is, 
What is your calling? What is it that you do? And it's very difficult to answer because I pastor, can pastor, do pastor to a, to a degree. But that's not my strength. Teaching, I do teach. I don't necessarily go systematically. I teach on topics. I am a teacher in that sense, presenting depths, uh, the, the jewels, precious things, you might say. So I am a teacher. I do evangelize. I do, do talk to people about the Lord. I do evangelize. I do present Christ as I know him to people. So they say, well, are you a prophet? I've had pastors, they come up, they tell me, you know, I see, I understand you're a seer, like, like Samuel. I have to just be quiet. I can't say anything to them. I don't, I don't acknowledge yea or nay. I see you as a prophet. I don't say yes or no. I do function in that ability. That is where I am very gifted. But simply, I, I was listening, my wife had me listen to one of Derek Prince's short 15-minute segments. And through the years, I've not, I've not had an answer. So what do you do? What is it? What is your calling? I'm hesitant. Derek Prince used the word messenger. That I can say clearly, that is the best way for me to present to you what I do. I'm a messenger. God has given me things to present to his children, messages. As a messenger, I present a message to God's people. So I am a messenger. My message is not the same message as pastors, teachers, men who have big ministries. They are shackled by finances, by feet and arms and people that come in and go out of their assemblies. I'm not, I'm not shackled that way. I'm not limited. The messages that the Holy Spirit has given me to present, I have presented them going back from the time I became a believer. Even in my days before I be actually was churched in a church setting, I would tell people about the Lord at the bars, wherever I was, in my sins. But I knew God was real. I knew Christ was real. Then two and a half years after my conversion, roughly, the Lord told me one day, why do you call me Lord and you do not the things I asked? Because I was living in sin, sinful situations, involved in the culture involved in witchcraft, 
a very sophisticated, sophisticated form of witchcraft. As a Christian, why do you do the things? Why do you call me Lord and you do not the things that I ask? And I had a conviction. I was convicted. I knew exactly what the Lord was telling me. And the Lord, just within days, a friend, gave, gave, a friend had given me a new little pocket New Testament with a little plastic back on it, covering. I opened it up one day, and the Lord said, you must be baptized. And I knew I had to be baptized. And I tried. I lived in Longmont. In about April, I tried three times. I had three appointments to go get baptized at a Pentecostal church. Every single time it fell through. The third time I said, Lord, that's it. You told me to get baptized. I tried to get baptized. And every time something happens. And I can't make that appointment. So I'm going out. And I went out to the bar. And for the next six, seven weeks, that's what I did. I knew I had to get baptized. Then in late... May 20, 1974, a friend that lived in California wrote a sister that was kind of a mentor to me that I graduated with. And I went with the sister, her children, and another sister that I knew. We went to Golden to catch a train, the one friend. Uh, she was going to visit her boyfriend on the West Coast, who was a pastor. She eventually married him. Her name was Kathy. And the other sister, on the way back from Golden to Longmont, she said, hey, your friend in California wrote me a letter. I've got it in my purse. You want to read it? And he said, he introduced himself to the friend, and he said, I've been have you seen Rick Rodriguez lately? I've been praying for him. That jumped out of the paper. I read it again. It jumped that words, those words. I've been praying for him jumped out of the paper. I read it a third time. The words I've been praying for him jumped out of the paper. I said, Delane, do you think I should go out to see him and be baptized? And she looked at me and she said, yes, yes. Well, I had to hitchhike from Longmont to Berkeley, California. But I knew that's what I had to do. So I went home, put my backpack together. I hitchhiked to Alaska. That would be just a little short trip across the country. No problem. On Friday, I left. Friday night, I was in Salt Lake City. I got to Cheyenne. Oh, I'm sorry, I got to Laramie, and I was heading... It was about four in the afternoon as a testimony. This is the conviction I had. This is the kind of conviction that Christian people need to have. You need to have a conviction that is so powerful because the word, because God has spoken to you so clearly that nothing is going to stop you. I got to Laramie, four o'clock, got on the interstate, started heading west. And a state patrol pulls me over. 
and he was going to take me in for, for whatever reasons. I had long hair, beard, mustache, shorts, boots, t-shirt, backpack, had everything I needed. Two cans of Campbell's soup, water, a couple of soft drinks, a knife, aspirin, sleeping bag, matches. I could live on the land, you know, live off the fat of the land like we used to talk. Our kids, my friends, we used to kid about that. Yeah, we're just going to live off the fat of the land. He said, if I catch you with your thumb out, you're going to jail. I said, okay. So I started walking. And I walked probably 15 miles, and it was, a, it was getting dark, but I didn't care. God gave me a direction, and it was getting dark. And this guy would sit up ahead of me and wait for me to put my thumb out. He has binoculars. I know he did. He was sitting up a quarter of a mile away. I wouldn't do it. I was just walking right into the sunset. Eventually, it started to get dark, and I saw him go by one more time. Oh, he went by two or three times trying to, just waiting. I don't know why he didn't want me. I know why. Satan didn't want me to go to California to get baptized. That's why. And all of a sudden, it's, it's pretty much dark, and this car goes creeping by on the interstate at about 20 miles an hour in the right lane. And he goes up about a half a block, and he pulls over, and he waits, and I walk up, and he's out of the car just looking at me. He says, uh, where are you going? I said, California. I'm going to be baptized. And he said, well, he said, I noticed that uh, you're going to walk the whole way, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. He says, you're determined to get to California, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. He said, Throw your backpack in the back seat. Let's go. He took me to Salt Lake. I spent the night there. Next day, I got some rides. I was kind of a little bit behind. I wasn't going to make my appointment by Sunday. I wanted to be there by Sunday for the church meeting. I knew there would be a church meeting. But it so happens, I leave Salt Lake, and I'm going across the desert, and I get a ride from point A to point B, and I'm kind of way behind. And a young guy pulls me pulls up in a 240Z. This is when the little Datsun 240Z or whatever it was, Nissan, pulled over. He goes, hey, man, where are you headed? And he was a hippie. I was a hippie. And we connected. He said, hey, uh, where are you headed? I said, I'm going to Berkeley. He says, well, I'm going to Reno. Hop in. And here we go. And we're moving. We're passing semis, we're passing cars, we're passing everything. And he said, and he said, how fast do you think we're going? I said, I don't know. He goes, look at the speedometer. I looked over, 140 miles an hour. I had an appointment. I had a time schedule. And God sent me a young hippie. Yeah, we were, I was 24. He's about 24. A young hippie with a 240Z, and he got me to Reno, and that night I slept under an overpass. The next day, I ended up catching a ride to Berkeley. I got to the church meeting at a, just at the close at 12, 
12.30. Went to a wedding that afternoon with a buddy, my friend. I grew up with him. That night, we went to the meeting. And it just so happened they were going to have a baptism. About 12 people. I've told this story before. I'm telling it again. It's my testimony. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. We love not our soul lives unto the death. I was convicted. I must be baptized. June the 2nd, 1974, Sunday night, the fountain on the Berkeley campus, UC Berkeley, is about two feet deep. I was baptized, and my sins are still there. If you want to go to see where my sins are, go to the fountain on the Berkeley campus. They're right there in that little fountain. My sins are all there. I was baptized. I was free from my sins. Then, the next day, I went to work with a friend. It was on a Monday. It was the Memorial Day weekend. On Tuesday, I was going to head back to Colorado. I had a job. And the Lord told me, you stay. I said, what? You stay right here. Right here in Berkeley. Don't you go anywhere. This is where I want you to be. You need to be churched. You're born again. You need to be churched. And the night that I was baptized, I did something instinctively that I didn't understand until years later. Before they put me in the water, I declared to everybody there, there was about 40 people, I said, I have had the first 25 years of my life. I've done what I've wanted. I've gone where I wanted to go. But from this day forward, I will give my life to the Lord Jesus. Whatever he has in my future, that is up to him. I give my life to him. That was my consecration. This is one thing that the Christian people, many who are born again, you are born again, you've been born again, you've been in church, you've done the Christian things, what you think is the Christian things, but you've never consecrated your life to God, to Christ. You've never actually said, Lord, I am yours. Whatever you want to do in my future with me for the sake of your kingdom, you do it. I am yours. Being born again, being water baptized, and consecrate your life to him. That's what I did. This was instinctively. I didn't plan this. I didn't have any knowledge, understanding of what this means, consecration. I don't know what baptism is. I don't even know what it means. I just have to be baptized. I don't know the reality of what baptism is. I don't know that all my sins are going to be in the grave or in the water. I don't understand that. I don't even understand what being born again is. All I know is I was born again, but I don't have the doctrine. I don't have the theology, the knowledge, but I know that God and Christ is real, and I know the power of God was with me, and the miracles, and I heard God. 
I knew when he was unhappy. And I knew that, well, I just keep going. I had a friend on last week. For those, we had a hard time trying to get connected. One of our systems went down. We had the system, our uh, streaming system, the host who takes care of our screaming, a streaming and screaming. The, uh, the, ho- the, the company that hosts our streaming, streaming host, I guess you call it, they were having problems. Everybody's been having problems with digital stuff. The other stations down in Denver, they've been having trouble. If it's digital, you're going to have problems. But the friend Doug Krieger, I talked to him yesterday. He's going to do another program maybe in a month. He's been pretty busy. But one thing that Doug and I have in common, we have been Christians for 50, he's been, I've known him for 50 years. This coming year, I'll I'll have known him 50 years. I'm nine months shy of that. But one thing we've discussed is for whatever reasons, when we met Christ, instinctively we both consecrated ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And through the years as we have worked together, it would be like jumping a 10-year period, a 10-year period, a 10-year period, a 10-year period. It's like people in a three-legged race. You get a partner that you can run with on the three-legged race, and you don't see each other for 10 years, but you reconnect. You tie the rope to the leg, to the, to the legs, and you just take off. It's like you didn't miss a step. This is the way Doug and I have been. Ten-year period that we don't, we're not in touch, but we get together again, and it's just we're still in harmony. This kind of experience, deep calleth unto deep. You cannot have the deep, deep reality of the deep things of God, the deep spiritual things, experiences, without being consecrated. Because if your life is your own, you're not consecrated. You're going to do what you want to do. Go where you want to go. You're not going to sit and wait for Christ to give you direction, to counsel you. But if you're consecrated, there's something to that that God honors. God honors it. Many of you that are listening to me right now have never consecrated your life to the Lord and you've been in Christ for a while, maybe a year. Give your, consecrate your life to the Lord. Whatever He wants, it's up to Him. He has the power of life. He has the power of death. He holds time in His hand events, appointments, everything. Let him own you. And what will happen to your life is you will become a completely different person. 
you will have the protection of God, the favor of God, the deep things of God. One of the deep things of God is having His protection. One of the deep things of God is having His favor. If your ways are pleasing to the Lord, even your enemies have to be at peace with you. Your enemies that hate you, they must be at peace with you. This is a deep thing in the Scripture. A deep experience. Doug and I, we were talking about this. He consecrated himself to the Lord when he got saved. He gave a partial testimony last week. Again, sorry we had all the problems, but it all turned out for good. It turned out for good. He had a good time. Those that were able to listen in, they enjoyed. He's, he's rich in the, he's been involved in ministry. He, we, we were on different paths. He's, uh, he, uh, he's very involved in the church world, the assembly world. I am very not involved. I don't even watch Christian TV. But what I do and where God has called me is I am involved in looking at the signs of the time. I'm looking at what God is shaking. He said he would, Christ said, Paul said in Hebrews 12, that at one time, God shook the earth. But in this time, he's going to shake not the earth only, but the heavens also. When Paul came onto the scene after Christ's ascension, the earth had been shaken. The earth shook when Christ went to be, be when he rose, when he went into the grave. The earth shook that afternoon. And then the heavens were shaken. When Christ comes back that very the day of resurrection, the heavens were shaken. The heavens could were something happened. We're going to have to go to break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The Alder Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. Hey, all you Sharp community members, this is Tommy at Tommy's Barbers and Blades. Just wanted to reach out and tell you to stop by our shops and get your fades, shaves, your beer. Grab a knife from Revo. Find us at 4th and Garfield in downtown Loveland, 970-617-2158, or hit us up on Tommy'sBarbersAndBlades.com. If you're a little further south, you can find us in Mead off of Highway 66 and I-25. You can reach us there at 720-745-0782. And as always, live sharp. The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat.
Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. The Tree Farm's biggest sale of the year is the 50 Cent Tree Sale. Going on now. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 8 to 10 foot sugar maple tree for $4.99.50 and get a second tree for only 50 cents. That's two big trees for only $500. You can Come take see. I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. 
Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. Now is the time to fight for your child's education. We are enrolling now at Civica Academy Charter School in Millican, a tuition-free middle school high school. We are focused on smart and kind students who are prepared for the real world and love this country. We stand for the pledge. We shake hands. We don't have cell phones during the day and focus on pursuing an industry certification by graduation. We are proudly outperforming surrounding schools academically while raising up civic leaders. I believe in this generation, and we are prepared at Civica to change the world one child at a time. Visit us at civicaco.org. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. The leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel be. It's a ragged tent Where there ain't no trees And that gospel group Sweat, he walks in. Eyes black as coal, and when he lifts his face, every year in the place is on him. Starting soft and slow. Welcome to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lamb Stand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I uh, also want to let you know that the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section for the Olive Tree and Lamb Stand Program for today. I uh, want to begin of my contact information. I'm trying to jump into another set of verses 
like contact information, is Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry or Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Paul in Ephesians chapter 15, chapter 1, verse 15. For this cause, all I have, I'm sorry. For this cause, I also, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is among you, and the love which you show toward all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what the exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe according to the working of the strength of his might, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and made him to sit at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We are his body. We're the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Christians don't realize that everything belongs to Christ. And Christ, all things are for us. The interstates, I'll give you an insight. The interstates that were built in this country by Eisenhower was for God's plan in the future presently. The Wright brothers who were the first to take off in a plane, all that would be used for the church because in the body of Christ, we have appointments we have to make. That was there in a sense. All that technology was for us. Everything presently today, all of the abilities to communicate is for us. We are under an assault by the forces of darkness. We're under assault. All Christians, whether you are faithful to God or not, 
because you have Christ in you, you are under attack. You're going to be powerless unless you make a conscious, willing decision to get back into the camp, the boot camp, where God wants you to be. You are a wall. You're absent without leave. We're in a war. Many Christians in the family of God not, are not faithful. There are those who are faithful. They are the builded church. They are those who engage, who are always at attention, who are always ready when Christ makes a request, you're ready to answer that, that call. I uh, was ending the last hour with the matter of consecration being baptized, being born again initially. If you're not born again, baptism, no matter what kind of baptism it is, what, no matter what kind of baptism it is, if you are not born again, it is an unholy baptism. It is a deceptive practice. It is an occult practice. It is an unholy baptism. I know a friend that she is a born-again uh, Hare Krishna. Truly, she's born again with another spirit, a deceptive spirit, demonic spirit. You must be born again. So the Hare Krishnas, they believe they are born again Hare Krishna. Born again any of the occult. Any of these. I'm trying to think of the name. Moves. Antichrist moves. Antichrist organizations. There is a spirit there. Don't misunderstand me. It's a very powerful spirit. It is a real spirit. It is a spirit where you will have powers. You can perform miracles. You can perform healings. You can, you can uh, astral project. You can be translated from one place on earth to another place on the earth in a split second. Don't think this power doesn't exist. But for the Christians, you have to have the discernment to know what spirit is operating. So you must be born again, number one, of the spirit from above, the spirit and have the spirit of Christ in you. Then you need to be water baptized. So all your sins can be washed away, left in the waters of baptism, so you're free as a Christian to follow the Lord. And importantly, you must consecrate yourself to the Lord. Be consecrated. 
without being consecrated, you're going to have one foot in the world, one foot in Christ. Or you're going to have nine toes in the world and one toe in Christ. You want all ten toes in Christ. I uh, talking about consecration when Abraham was called by God. This matter of calling. I have a teaching that I've done over the years. I call it altars. Altars, like A-L-T-E-R-S. You were all called. Who are You who are born again have been called into Christ. You have been called out of eternal, from a, a future of eternal, a, a future the result, eternal fire to eternal life. You've been called. You did not get to choose. You got to make a decision using your own free will to pray and to receive Christ. There are those who do not have, they have made the decision, they've been ordained, to eternal fire. Christians do not understand this deep, deep mystery. Judas Iscariot, he had a, he was ordained to be the son of perdition. His lineage, going back probably to the time just after Adam and Eve, he was a cursed generation. Through all generations, I believe that his father, grandfather, great, 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 all the way back, were consecrated to Satan. Now that brings a whole new thought to this visit. Can these people consecrate themselves to the devil? Yes, they can. Yes, they do. No matter what, they are consecrated to the devil. And if that means eternal fire, so be it. There are people that are consecrated and they will never turn to Christ. So, Abraham was, they believe, an architect in Ur of the Chaldees. He was prominent, very well known, affluent, had everything going for him. Didn't need God. He didn't need a future with God. He didn't need anything. Very wealthy, very educated. He was a top CEO in one of the top air. Uh, uh, in that world, I was going to say maybe finance, but no, he wasn't in finance. He was the builder. 
But one day, the God of heaven comes to him and visits him. That visit was an altar experience. It was an experience where he met and had the first visit with God. When you were born again, that was your visit with God that was the most important visit that you've ever had. It is when you were born again. That visit was the most important visit ever. That is an altar experience at that time, on that day, at that second hour, in that experience, God was there visiting with you, talking to you, telling you your future. And with these altar experiences, we have to go back and pray and say, Lord Jesus, on that day that I met you, there were many things you were speaking to me that I'm not aware of. Lord, what other things, what additional thoughts were you communicating to me that I didn't see, didn't understand? It's an altar experience. It's a very important. It was the day that you breathed the breath of the Holy Spirit into your spirit. You, be, you were born again. You were given eternal life. I've gone back to the day where I met Christ on that night. Things that I didn't realize. But in that visit, he told me much about my future. And I didn't understand that till I went back and prayed over it in that time. And then he began to reveal things to me. I was a Catholic. And on that night, the Lord made the decision that my future would not be in Catholicism. My family, on both sides of the family, my dad's father and mother, all of the family, Catholic. My mom's side of the family, father, mother, Catholic. But the Lord on that night told me, I, for your future, for my kingdom, I have to separate you from the Catholic Church. You're going to go into the evangelical church. You're going to have the freedom to speak great things about who I am. You're going to get to present to people how magnificent I am. The reality of who I am. That the priests in the Catholic Church, the fathers, cannot present to the Catholic people. You're going to, I use the verses, you are going to make my name great. You're going to ascribe greatness to me. I am God. And your Catholic relatives need to know how great I am. They see me in one, in, in, uh, one dynamic in the Catholic Church, but that's very limited. You can present me in a much greater perspective, much greater way, great bigger uh more profound perspective. On that night I was born again, God had called me out of the Catholic Church. And then little by little, he would bring me out into the evangelical thinking. And this is why I'm, I'm here.
here on the radio today speaking to you. Altar experiences. On the night that I was baptized, I was also consecrated. I had to go back to that altar experience where God visited me on that day in the church in the morning. God visited with me Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the experience to get, if you, you have to listen to the first hour to understand what I'm saying. If you came in late, you have to go to the podcast. I gave the testimony of my hitchhiking from Colorado to California to be saved. I was convicted. I must be born again. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the olive tree section. It was an altar experience the day that I was born again. I went back and prayed and went back and the Lord told me many things of what would happen in my future. Then the day that I was baptized on that Sunday, I was consecrated. I consecrated myself. I didn't understand what consecration meant, what baptism meant. I didn't know what being born again meant. That's why I had to be churched. So I would have the doctrine and the theology to understand my experience. This is why altar experiences. Abraham meets God in Ur of the Chaldees. God tells Abraham, you go to a country. and leave, You're going to leave the country that you're in. You have to get, you have to leave this country. It will, it, it'll be, it'll tie you to the world. You need to go into an area where there is nothing, where you're going to depend on me. Your future, you're going to depend on me. Abraham goes, and he gets to a point, Bethel, I believe it was, and he knew God was there. He knew this is where God wanted him to be. He knew this is where he would pitch his tent. He called it Bethel. God met him there, and he built an altar. In these times where Christ meets you, don't forget these experiences. They are altar experiences. God visited you. It's important for you to understand what God was speaking to you at that altar. Many different altars in life. When the Lord took me to California, I realized I wasn't going to leave. In Berkeley, California, there was a church there that was the only fellowship I could have been part of. I was apart from my friends, my old habits, everything, with a whole new group of people. But one thing, they all loved the Lord. They all were given to the Lord. They were consecrated to the Lord. This is where the experiences in churches, uh, you might say, all the Christians and all these big assemblies that I've gone to through the years, one thing I noticed that was really odd to me, the people were given to the assembly, to the pastor, to the group. They weren't consecrated to the Lord. There's a difference. These big, these big ministries in northern Colorado, 
and medium-sized and smaller ministries. The people are dedicated to the assembly. No. This is not the Christian life. This is not what God meant or intended. If God takes you to an assembly, he's going to take you there to teach you lessons in the church world, in theology, in doctrine, eschatology, in the uh, Christian disciplines. That's why the assemblies are there. But no, you are, if you're consecrated to Christ, he will take you point to point to point. And with each change, you have to, it's an altar experience. You have to think of what is Christ telling me in this altar experience. I talk about September, about this time of year, 1988, painting a home, the exterior of a home north of Longmont. I'm on the south side of the wall on a 28-foot ladder prepping the, the wall to paint it. And right there on that ladder, the Lord tells me, you're going to start a ministry. I want you to start a ministry. And I stopped, and I stood there. Well, our mind can play games with us. But I knew when the Lord was speaking to me. He said, I want you to start a ministry. That's an altar experience. God visited me on a ladder, 18 foot up, and he tells me, I want you to start a ministry in September. That's an altar experience. You have to think in terms of altar experiences. Abraham, he goes on from Ur, from the uh, Bethel. He goes to different places, and different places he sets up another altar. He takes stones and puts up another altar. And each one had a significant meaning. It's the same with us, no different. We all have these points where God, when God visits you, no matter where it is, when he visits you, you have to pay attention. Remember, don't forget, it's an altar experience. He spoke not just a word or a sentence to you, he spoke many things to you. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. We're going to be back and we'll continue in just a few minutes. This is Rick Rodriguez, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Hey folks, Larry Elder here. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this. There is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. El Dorados, you got to get in touch with Y-Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You will be glad you did. 
happy day. Tell your friends, if you want to grow in the Lord, if you want to understand the deep things of God, then tell your friends, tell your family members. It's not about personality. It's not about anything other than I'm going to present things to you that the pastors of the land cannot present. The pastors of the land may not understand. They maybe don't, they don't have the same experience that I have. And like I had stated in the first hour, the Lord has called me as a messenger with a message, with things that I present that others cannot present. I'm going to give you an example in just a second, but first... Another example. The podcasts for the Olive Tree Ministry are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The altars, I'm on a ladder, and the Lord tells me I'm going to start a ministry. That one little thought led to a, as, God, as the Holy Spirit began to expand it, at that time, I'm not, in my own understanding, I'm not, I don't understand, number one, what does he mean by a ministry? A ministry, I will assist people. I will help pastors. I will help God's children. I will assist in a different way. I won't necessarily pastor. I will do, I will, I will minister as God wants me to minister wherever he wants me to minister. I don't know anything about as far as the abilities I'm not aware that I have abilities to even minister, to have a ministry. Later on, he would develop that. And I would understand that he has given me an ability to bring revelation to God's children on many different things. Revelation, like I've just talked about, the revelation of what it means to be consecrated. I'm talking about Abraham in the era of the Chaldees. Now he's at Bethel. He, from point to point, he sets up altars, times where God visited him. Every visit that God has with you is important. You shouldn't forget it. Then eventually, he speaks to Abraham, and he tells Abraham, God tells Abraham, 
you're going, your seed is going to be like the stars of the heaven, the sand of the sea. That was an altar experience. It was a revelation that God had given Abraham about his future and the children in the, his posterity through all of time. And through Sarah, this would happen. Sarah couldn't get pregnant. She tells Abraham, take Hagar. Abraham has a child, Ishmael, through Hagar. But eventually, because Hagar has favor with Abraham, Sarah, being a woman, naturally gets a little intimidated, a little offended. And uh, she does what most wives would do. Want the concubine out. And it happens. But in the plan of God, the Arab nations had to come into existence. They had to be. God had great prophecies for the Arab people through Ishmael. But it would be through Sarah that the plan in God would occur. And it would be through Isaac. Then Abraham is told one day, go out, take Isaac, had a, some wood, had a bundle of wood. And Abraham, now this is where people with a fallen nature, with a fallen mindset, this is where they become satanic in their interpretation of this example of Abraham offering up Isaac. People with a fallen mind, fallen mind steeped in, in Satanism, steeped in the philosophies of the devil. This is where these people with their fallen mindset come up with all these evil, evil conceptions, thoughts. It's a principle, a real principle. Abraham was told that through his seed, Isaac, through Sarah, the promises of his seed would be as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the sea. It would be through Isaac. When Abraham put Isaac on the altar to sacrifice him, Abraham knew fully well, and he was in complete trust, not wavering in his faith. He knew that it was through Isaac that the promises would come. He did not doubt that God was going to provide a different sacrifice. And this is why he was able to be obedient. Some people say that Abraham that Abraham was this was evil, it was all these thoughts. The principle is what they miss. In Christ, in God, with us, when God gives us a promise, when he tells us something, we know it's going to happen. The Lord tells me, you start a ministry. In the meantime, I don't start my ministry till 20, 2001, June. So 98 to 2001, I'm sorry, 88 to 2001, it was 13 years. 
I had no doubt that I would have a ministry. I didn't know when, but in the meantime, God trained me for the ministry. He trained me to be able to do what I do. I had no doubt. Once I began the ministry, I said, Lord, okay. I don't know what direction to go. What do I do? Two years later, the Lord puts it in my heart to do radio. Well, that how's that going to happen? But I had no doubt. If this is what I sensed, I just said, okay, then it's up to you. And God brought it to pass. 2005, March, I have a radio broadcast in, in Las Vegas, Nevada, KKVV, 1060 AM. Everything that the Holy Spirit had visited with me about has come to pass. I come to Colorado. I'm, I, let, I end my radio uh, time on radio at the, in December 2008. I'm going about my business. 2017, the Lord asks me one day, did you enjoy being on the radio? I said, yeah. And the Lord told me while I was on the radio in Vegas, I'm not doing this for the audience. I'm not doing this for the crowd. I'm doing this for you. I'm training you. And my people are going to be blessed. They're going to be helped. But I'm training you. And he asked me in 2017, did you like the radio? Yeah. And I thought, uh-oh. I thought, well, yeah, Lord, yes. The Lord indicated to me I'd be on the radio again. And here I am. So Abraham puts Isaac on the altar, and he's ready to obey. And uh, try to remember the account. Was it? No, I think he was going to sacrifice him. He's going to. It wasn't. It wasn't going to burn him. Sorry, it's been a while. I think he was going to. Uh, I have a. I think he had a knife with him, but Abraham didn't worry. And then all of a sudden it was the it was a bullock that was caught in the in the bushes in the briars that's what it was God provided the sacrifice Abraham didn't doubt because he knew God was good to his word God could not lie God was going to through Isaac will the promise be fulfilled and God and Abraham stood on that he knew that Isaac had to live because through his loins, through Isaac's loins, would come the fulfillment that God had, the promise, the fulfillment of that promise to Abraham. The same with us. An altar experience. There are things and times in life where I would have a Isaac something that I loved, something I enjoyed, a job, uh, something that was fantastic that I just 
and I had to put it on the altar. I had to put it on the altar. I uh, had a was I the Lord led me into the oil field here in Colorado and I was salesman oil field tubulars. I loved it. I loved getting out on the rigs, talking to the people, the drillers, the guys that were completing the wells. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed selling. I enjoyed it all. It was fantastic. It's just what I do naturally. And one day, something happened, and it was over. I had to put Isaac on the altar, and I say, Well, Lord, okay, your will be done. Your will be done. There are changes in life. Like it said in John 3, verse 8, The wind, the spirit, it blows where it wants to blow. You hear it. You hear the sound of it. It's real. You can't see it. But you don't know where the wind comes from. Do we know God's will? Do we know what God has planned for us today? Possibly. Most likely. Do we know what God has planned for us tomorrow? We're not sure. We make our appointments, our plans, schedules. But the wind is going to blow where it wants to blow. The Holy Spirit is going to move in your life the way He wants to move. And it's going to be for good. It's always going to be for good. I'll give you an example. And I want to thank everybody uh, in a second. In March been six months I my schedule I get up get ready go out warm up the car it's uh, March it's cold out I let the car warm up for two three four minutes and I come back in to the house get everything ready pray for my wife pray for my children and uh I do the same thing I do every day. I go out, get in the car, come to the station, do my work. No no changes. But that day the wind blew. That day God determined there had to be changes in my life. And I went out to warm up the car. It had rained overnight, just a light rain. Got right in front of the bumper of the car and it was black ice and I fall and like you know the story I break three ribs in the back six ribs in the front puncture my lung break my femur my left leg right up where the the bone turns to angle into the socket where you have the the ball on the femur that goes into the socket in the hip the wind blew I'd made my plans, same as always. No one knows when the wind, where the wind comes from. We don't know where it goes. We don't know what God plans for us. We plan, but we Christians 
the wind, he gets to decide the changes in our lives when they get to take place, what they're going to, what he's going to accomplish for us. I hit the ground and I'm in pain like big time. This was big time pain. This is like the kind of pain where you see these guys that in these professional wrestling and they stand up on that rope and somebody grabs them and lifts them over the head and throws them on the, onto the mat. Pain, big time. And I'm just thinking. And the Lord told me, He's not going to kill you. I knew what that meant. Satan always comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord said, He cannot kill you. But he came to change things. Satan wants to change things, stop things. But God allowed it. All things work together for good to those that love God. And the first thing that came to my mind was I said, Lord Jesus, this is going to work together for good. I, in all of this pain, I can't get up. The ground is too slick. I, I can't move. I'm, I'm, I broke the ribs on my left side, my left hip, my left leg, my left femur, and I'm, I have to, as loudly as I can't, I can't yell, my ribs hurt. And so I called out to my wife, she's in the house, I called a second time, the third time I thought, if she, if I can, if she can't hear me, I'm going to lay here, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, there's nobody coming out here to help me, and uh, I'm probably going to freeze. Well, for some reason, she knew that I didn't, I'd always be maybe a minute or two, and I'd come right back in, three minutes at the most. She came to the back, and she saw me laying on the ground, and here she comes out in her bare feet, and I told her, stop, it's ice. She stopped, and she almost fell herself. She went back in and got on these little furry little, you know, little fuzzy little slipper-like things and the, the, I don't know, I don't wear stuff like that, but it kept her from, she helped me get up, we got in, called the paramedics, they came, took me to the hospital, and I'm there for 16 days, and, uh, but I want to tell everybody, I still want to thank everybody who's prayed for me, because it's your prayers that have got me to the point now where I am walking now even without a crutch. I get a little fatigued at the end of the day, but I'm doing okay. So thank you very much. And God bless you for your prayers. God bless everybody for your financial support. I appreciate all of it. Thank you. And I'm just now starting to kind of get back into the swing of things. But God causes all things to work together for good to those that love him. So the wind blows where it wants to. You hear the sound of it. You don't know where it comes from, where it's going. We don't know what God has planned for us. It's the same with every person who is born from the Spirit, who is born again. We cannot comprehend what God is going to do. We can't control what He's going to do. But we will experience the effect 
of the working of the Holy Spirit on our lives, you will experience the effect. Deep calleth unto deep. The message, you know, as a messenger, simply, as a messenger, the Lord has just basically given me these understandings. In the whole family of God, not everybody is going to be faithful. In the whole family of God, there will be a few, they call it a remnant, Isaiah called it a small remnant, a company. And then even Isaiah, as it went on in the book of Isaiah, he realized that eventually there would be only a small remnant, I'm sorry, a residue, just a residue. He, like Moses, understood the unfaithfulness of God's children. Israel would be unfaithful. They are still unfaithful to this very day. The Christian people, born again, would be unfaithful. And there would be only a residue. In Revelation 2 and 3, it says, to he who overcomes, the overcomers, to the residue, to the residue that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. There would be a residue. I use the example of taking a shower. You lather up and you rinse off there's still going to be just a residue. You wash your dishes in your dishwasher, and they're squeaky clean. And you can hear on the commercial, they go squeak, 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 squeak. Well, somewhere on that plate, there's going to be a residue, just a little bit. And that's what God and Christ has tried to convey through the apostles and even Christ's own writings or his own sayings. There's going to be a residue, barely, barely a group within the whole family of God that will be faithful to God. Will he find faith when he returns? He's saying, I'm not even sure there's going to be a residue. And in that thought, he's got a deeper thought. He understands the power of the forces of the kingdom of darkness and the deceptive mechanisms that they use on mankind, on Israel as a nation, and upon the born-again people. The, all of the different ways in which Satan deceives everyone. I was just thinking about this this morning. Can I be deceived? 
Yes, absolutely. And I pray, Lord Jesus, boy, protect me from deception. Even in these messages that I present to you, protect me. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to present something to the audience that is not absolutely uh, made clear in the Scripture. I don't want to give them a thought, a philosophy, my own opinion. No. If I don't see it in the Word, I don't want to speak it. The Bible says there's going to be a residue. Now we're going to go to the top of the hour break. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com for the Olive Tree site. The Present Truth site for the weekday programs. My contact information, P.O. Box 872, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And uh, for those that are they're going to drop off for whatever reasons. God bless you. God bless you. Be back. Come back next week, 9 to noon. We'll be right back. Rattle. Be back. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesman. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering You're you the best the products the at Rockies, the best price. KHNC, Buy or selling, 1360 call. AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife Lisa and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to Northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Kiva Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling, along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services. So give us a call, 303-772-1202. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi. 
let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on now. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You Come take see. I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. Tommy here with Revo Knives. We're a Colorado company looking for local customers who own a business that want to make a gift for their customers or employees that they'll always use and remember. We customize our knives with your logo and information so they always look at who to get back to when they need your service. Head over to our website at RevoKnives.com or give us a call at 720-947-9599. And as always, live sharp. Living Sharp is a lifestyle here at TBBs. You need to look sharp, carry sharp, and most importantly, be sharp. Let us show you how sharp it can be today. We're pushing ourselves to take as many walk-ins at both locations, but if we can't squeeze you in, we'll make a convenient appointment for you. Give us a call at 970-617-2158 for our Loveland location located at 4th and Garfield or in Mead at 720-745-0783 on the southeast corner of Highway 66 and I-25. If you're tech savvy, hit us up on Tommy'sBarbersAndBlades.com and as always, live sharp. Bleed Stop, clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, Bleed Stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hey, Sharp community members. This is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I-25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783. Hi there. We're the guys from All Gas, No Class Radio. 
please join us and support our new show Sundays from 2 to 3 p.m. We'd love to have you. Because we're too ugly for OnlyFans. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The New Jerusalem is a thousand years away. It is on the way in Orion. They have found it. They have seen through the telescopes that there is something coming out of this invisible balloon that we can see with our electron, electronic telescopes. A thousand years, a thousand light years away, 
They found God's heaven. They found where he dwells. They can see it. We, If we could reach it, we can get into it. It is surrounded by a, some kind of barrier that keeps the physical world out. It is protected. And they don't know how to penetrate. It's like a balloon. They can see God's heaven. They found it again. Uh, my daughter, in her fourth grade science book, they admit they have found where heaven is when she was in elementary school. We can get into it. They can see it. But out of that area, something is coming and will be here in a thousand years. It is the new Jerusalem. In the occult world, the occult world is trying to bring and bring in a equivalent, you might say, of a new Jerusalem. They want to bring in the kingdom of Satan for eternity. We know the Bible says it won't occur. We believers were given a commission by the Lord, and he said that we are to go, we are to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Godhead. The Godhead is involved with each one of us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are involved with every believer. They are involved with mankind in general, with Israel still, the elect of God. God is not uh, abandoned the children of Israel. They have their promises. They have the, the scriptures that pertain specifically to Israel. They are the elect of God. God is still protecting them, keeping them in their land presently. The world. God has prophecies in the Bible for the world, for the non-believers, for the Gentiles. There are going to be judgments coming to Israel and to the world, but God is going to, out of the world, he has nations that he is going to save into his coming kingdom. There will be a small residue of the children of Israel that will go into the millennial kingdom and be alive. We believers, there are judgments coming to the house of God, to the churches of God. We are also going to be judged for the apostasy, for our lukewarmness, for our worshiping everything but God. Our loyalties, loyalties is the same as worship. You can have loyalties to many things. It's idolatry. There's going to be punishment coming to the churches of God because God is going to have a church without spot and blemish. The wrinkles. But he has to iron out the wrinkles through tribulation. This is a mystery that God's children to this very day don't understand. It's one of the mysteries. 
Why would God punish his people? Why do you punish your children? Correct them when they need to be corrected. Because it's just in their little heart, their little nature, to do evil. And even we, believers, uh, we gravitate toward evil. We don't gravitate naturally toward God. No one seeks God. God is coming to bring punishments on the world, non-believers, the Jewish people, and his churches. I uh, want to, before I move on, the podcasts for the program, the Olive Tree Ministry, are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section, to the Olive Tree site, for the weekday programs, the Present Truth site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. There is a reset in the world. You hear this term, reset, a financial reset. It is coming. There is going to be a financial reset. It's talked about in the book of Revelation chapter 13. Non, there is going to be a cashless system. We're one of the big signs to the Christian people that should be evident to the Christian people that Christ is near is a cashless system, a digital system. This is one of the big signs, but Christians are paying attention to it. There's a philosophy, it's only a philosophy, that there's going to be a pre-trib rapture, mid-trib rapture, multi-trib rapture, all kinds of rapture. But I'm telling you that there is going to be a resurrection, one-time resurrection for all of God's children, dead and living. But that happens after the tribulation, the great tribulation is finished, is concluded. The great tribulation must be concluded before the resurrection that will take place and all of God's children that are born again will be caught up to the judgment seat of Christ in the air. There have many, been many Christian men, teachers that have taught on the judgment seat of Christ. It's not a very well-liked teaching that we're going to be brought before the judgment seat and we are going to, we're going to be examined and we're, our, everything that we did during our Christian lifetime is going to be examined. What was done via the work of the Holy Spirit is going to stand the test of fire. What we have done in the flesh, our good flesh, or we want to help the poor flesh, or we want to do good things to people flesh, we want to build things for people flesh, but not counseled by God, all that's going to burn. 
of the we never preach the gospel to people flesh uh, well those people hopefully somebody else will be faithful to talk to them about the Lord and lead them to the Lord we have been commissioned to preach the gospel baptized in the name of the Father Son Holy Spirit and we are to announce a kingdom an eternal kingdom the kingdom of heaven must be preached throughout the whole world there are two kingdoms coming a kingdom of the coming Antichrist which is going to be very short-lived then there's the kingdom of heaven which is a thousand-year period of time where Christ will will <clears throat> it will be his thousand-year rule thousand-year reign of all of mankind we have a duty and most Christians are not aware of the duty they're living their lives playing church games living what they think is a Christian life but really just for themselves and for those in their congregations it's a reality that is meaningless unless the Holy Spirit is involved it doesn't matter where you are in life if the Holy Spirit is involved that is meaningful but to go into an assembly I've been in assemblies and uh, it was meaningless to me the Lord had me in these assemblies to just observe to test the spirit and I tell you most of the assemblies the bigamous the big assemblies it is nothing but a just a big performance the bigger the better the performance I'm not into performances I'm into reality on the day that I had that fall in March uh, I was in reality I knew this was severe my wife and I were waiting for the results at the hospital we're praying Lord we pray I didn't break my hip that would have been Wow is a you know the fall itself as you could say if you want to look at it this way a wow factor but that would have been a big wow factor we're praying Lord I pray I didn't break my hip that is a long time uh, rehab situation thank God I didn't break the hip God heard our prayers that was the reality that was more real than being in any church meeting because the Holy Spirit was there through the rest of the day the Holy Spirit was there immediately I look back it was an altar experience God knew ahead of time I had the best care I had the best surgeon he had to go in pin the bone because it's right where the top of the femur you have the the ball the bone that goes into the hip socket that cracked right at that neck they had to pin it 
put a rod in. The best surgeon, the best nurses, the best food. I'm a, I like hospital food. I like hospital breakfast. I like hospital lunch. I like hospital dinners. Uh, as weird as it may seem, I had the very best, the best care. And uh, the friends that would come to visit, the best. The rehab was the best. Um, I just thank God for modern, you know, you're in the hospital, and you have something broken, you need the best. But in it, I knew that something had shifted in the spiritual realm as well. And I understood, okay, Lord, I need to pay attention. I don't understand everything. There are many things happening. I have like a uh, owner's manual to a brand new car. This is a brand new experience. Now I'm going to have to go to the index. I'm going to start figuring out what is happening. And I realized that the rehab, I can put the rehab in the care of doctors or I can take control of my own rehab. My rehab, I was going to push myself harder than the doctors would push me or the the rehab people, whatever you call them. I got a wheelchair. My wife got me into the van to Walmart and wheelchair therapy. Up and down, up and down the aisles and buy this and buy that and whatever I think I needed. So it was kind of a shopping spree every day. We all like to shop, but mainly... 45 minutes pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I'd get home and that was it. But I knew I couldn't just sit. I had to move. I had to be active. I had to be engaged. Please, I ask you, be engaged in your spiritual growth. Be engaged in your spiritual maturity. Be engaged and you read the Bible. You had God, you ask the Lord to speak to you. Where we're headed in this time coming, you're going to have to trust, you're going to have to lean on you, the Holy Spirit, the Bible, the verses that you've memorized. That's going to be that that's your that's your duty. If you're not consecrated, you need to consecrate your life to the Lord. This is the time to not be casual about the things of God. And I don't mean church activities and being active that way. I mean engage, engage in learning the disciplines that you need to have in prayer so that you're praying in spirit, not in the flesh, not in the soul. The disciplines of denying yourself, denying your flesh. I look at some of these. I have in mind certain certain great men of God that are, they are so great and everybody just 
bonds over them. And these, these men are obese. They are uh, overweight. They are heavy. They have a 20% to 40% extra body weight. And they're not even Christians. They're not even born again. They have no self-discipline. That's one thing with the pastors. They have to have self-discipline. Paul kept his, himself, his body under subjection so that he wasn't ruled by the things of the flesh. I'm talking about individuals that I could mention to you. You'll fall down in your chair because they're not even Christian, but they're big, big, well-known Christian with big assemblies, and people think that they're Christians. They're not. Just, just uh, overweight, non-disciplined deceivers. Deceivers of the flock of God. Just like Paul said to the Ephesians, you're going to have these people come and they're going to deceive you. And most of the Christians in Ephesus, many of them, they didn't know what he was talking about. They didn't have the reality of the Holy Spirit, the depth, like I used the verse. One time verse in the Bible. Psalm 42.7 Deep calleth unto deep. Deep calleth unto deep. I'll get the verse for you. I hear the roar of the water. This is uh, Psalm 42.7. One, one time in the Bible, deep calleth into, unto deep in other translations, meaning the deep things of God can only be known by the believers that want to go to different atmospheres with God. If you're content in the atmosphere and the experience that you have with the Lord right now, you're not deep. It's like going underwater. I don't know what it is. Every 10 feet is another atmosphere or 7 feet. And you just keep going down. This is the way it is in the Christian life. We are to continue to go to deeper atmospheres. As you go deeper in these atmospheres with God and these experiences, I can't explain to you the experience I had when I fell. That's just one experience. That took me to a new atmosphere. Everything changed. But thank God, every, I, was, I had been set up practically to be able to re, re, uh, what's called it, uh, uh, recover, convalesce, uh, to take the time to heal. I needed to be taken care of so I could heal to go to another atmosphere. Was it pleasant? Absolutely not. I don't want to fool anybody. It is not fun having, your, having a rib broken. And I had nine ribs. And I couldn't cough. I didn't drink any milk. I had to discipline. I had to thank God I had the, the knowledge to do certain things. I had no dairy. I knew the chances of, of a uh, <clears throat> pneumonia. 
I'm going to be sedentary. I'm going to be on my back. I didn't want dairy. I didn't want phlegm. I didn't want things in my lungs. I had these things where you had to breathe in and blow this, this contraption. That thing was my enemy. That was my number one enemy, that, that machine. No, you got to breathe in. You don't understand. I can't breathe in. You got to breathe in. And then he's, I'll be back tomorrow. Thinking, oh my gosh, people leave me alone. But he was back the next day, and then the nurse was back another day, and another person was back the following day, and so I just had to, I knew it was good for me. Finally, they said, when you can get to this point, you won't have to use this thing anymore. Boy, that gave me the, I had the uh, discipline. Okay, I got I to gotta get this thing to go to this certain point three times, and once I get this ball to go up to this one position three times, they'll leave me alone. It hurt. It hurt like the Dickens, but I did it. He says, well, we don't have to come back anymore. I said, thank God. And he didn't come back. But I thought, well, so I kept using it because I knew it was good for me. It's the same with Christian disciplines. You may not like it, but it's good for you. It's eternal. Anything that you do, keeping your body under control, it's a Christian discipline. Praying in the Spirit, it's a Christian discipline. Yeah, you could say that reading the Word is a discipline too. That is. But that's more of an objective discipline. Subjective disciplines are different. Another subjective subjective discipline is faith is walking by faith that is a discipline you must without that discipline you cannot please God without faith it is impossible to please God we're going to go to the bottom of the hour break every Sunday Nine to noon, the Olive Tree Ministry, Olive, Olive Tree Church, and podcast 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree section. Tell your friends they need to grow. I'll try to do what I can to encourage them. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Hebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. 
All right, this is the last 30 minutes, and then we'll have to visit again next week. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The Christian Disciplines, Walking by Faith, Christian Discipline, Being Patient, Christian Discipline, Denying Self, that's a big one, to deny the self. These are the subjective Christian Disciplines. Objective, getting to church. Now, when I, in the four years that the Lord had me in an assembly, I took it very seriously to get to the meetings because we had Bible teaching twice. We had Bible teaching Friday night, Sunday night, the Lord's table, Sunday morning. We had prayer, church group prayer, Wednesdays. We had prayer for what we call young people, Another night. We were involved. We were, it was not a social. It had nothing to do with social. Yes, I enjoyed being around everybody. But no, it was the spiritual side of it that was the most important to me. It was the spiritual reason God had called me to stay in this church in California, in this assembly, right there on Telegraph Avenue, right in the heart of downtown Berkeley, right there where all the, all the, these kids, we would go preach the gospel on the campus during the summer, in the spring and the summer. We'd go down there to talk to people about, about the Lord. We had uh, three guys that were involved in the cult. They were devil worshipers. They would come to harass us. They would come to hit on the, on, the, on the Christian women. They were just straight out evil. Uh, there were all the New Age everything. New Age this, New Age that, Hare Krishna, uh, all the, you name it. Every one of those kind of groups. You Right across the street from, uh, from uh, a dark, dark Christ, uh, the, what do you call it? Church of Christ Science. Dark place. You could sense the demons. Uh, you had, uh, the, the, I saw this young young boy. He made a, this, this knothead, 25 years old. He decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit right here on this corner. I'm going to let people bring me food and drink and drugs. In about two months, this guy was drooling all over himself he couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. Eventually, they came and took him away. When you open yourself up to that kind of evil, I promise you evil will come in. 
We watched him literally burn his brain out and go. He, he was not there anymore. The demons had him. He was gone. Right there in Berkeley. I was into the spiritual side of it. I was not into at any time, never. I will tell you, young people out there that may be listening, most likely you're not. Those that are listening, tell the young people, if you're going to these assemblies to find a wife, to find a husband, for other reasons other than Christ, you're missing the you're you're making the wrong decision. You're missing it. You may meet your wife there, you may not. But you're going there for the wrong reason. Finished two years in California. The Lord brought me to Denver. Was with the ministry here for two more years. It was my advanced training in Christ. We got to begin to practice practical things in the spirit. Going out to, uh, we one day decided to go to Sterling, Colorado. We made out brochure, little uh, invites. We covered the whole city with invites to come to the campus to preach the gospel on a Saturday night. And all the college students, grandpas and grandpas and parents and farmers and everybody that had a, PO, that had a, a mailbox, we knock on the door, leave an invite. And that night, a bunch of people came. 14 people got saved. You know what we did? We gave them a Bible. We gave them what we, they needed. And we said, Christ is with you forever. And we let them begin to fly on their own. We did not bring them into our umbrella, unto our church, into our assembly. We went out and we preached the gospel in the highways and the byways. And we let God take care of them. I believe many of them, they were born again with a good seed. I believe many of them are still following the Lord. That's what the kind of things we would do. We would go to, to uh, malls, sing songs at, at, at Christmas, and it wasn't Jingle Bells. We didn't sing Jingle Bells or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We sang true Christian songs. They were edifying to the spirit that's the other thing. Another Christian discipline is, is releasing the Spirit. There was a book by Watchman Nee, The Release of the Spirit. Deep, deep Christian disciplines. What do you mean release of the Spirit? You have a soul. You go to the football game. You're going to release the soul. You're going to be totally in the soul, screaming and yelling, hollering and cheering, and that's the release of the soul. But the release of the spirit is a different thing. There was a pastor in Berkeley. He'd come, was at the Hall of Flowers, preaching over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When we were, when we would have, we were always having conferences and the word was the center of the conference the bible the book of matthew the book of john revelation all of them genesis the word was everything well the pastor was up speaking 
Everybody was seated, listening, and we had the doors at the back. I wasn't there. A friend told me about this. The two double doors bust open. This is in Berkeley, California, or San Francisco. And here was this demon-possessed guy that everybody was shocked. They were staring at him. And here this guy looks, and here he comes sprinting to get that pastor to harm him in a big way. And the pastor that was my pastor, his name was Dave Madison. He came out of the Pentecostal churches. And the church that we were in at that time, they, they did not like the gifts. They didn't like Pentecostal speaking in tongues. They didn't like any of that. So it was forbidden. But Dave, being Pentecostal, saw this guy running down. He just stood up, pointed at him, pointed at the guy, and released his spirit and said, Stop! Stop! And that guy hit a wall in the middle of the aisle. He ran right into something. And the friend that told me about this, his name was Jesse. I said, what? He goes, yeah. Dave just said, stop. And that guy went, bam. And he fell backwards right on his back. I said, well, did somebody tackle him? No. Well, what was it? I don't know. It was just a wall. Just when he said, when Dave yelled, stop, the guy hit something and fell back. And he sat there and he kind of slowly got up and looked around and couldn't figure it out and he stood up and he wobbled he just kind of wobbled on out and they shut the doors behind him and locked him I said what did he hit he goes oh, I don't know some kind of an invisible wall or something he released his spirit he didn't yell touchdown no he released his spirit, stopped him. This is the discipline of the Holy Spirit. The Christians, most of you probably have never even heard of what I'm telling you about, the disciplines of the Holy Spirit. It's a discipline to walk by faith. It's a discipline to have patience. It's a, it's a discipline to release your spirit these are the Christian disciplines that are vital to God's children. It's a discipline, like King David would sing, to wait on the Lord. One thing American people cannot do is wait. We want a new car. Can't wait. I got the money. Going to buy it this weekend. I got to have it. I got to have it when? I got to have it now. What color? Blue. What kind of... What kind of uh, rims? The best. We don't wait on the Lord. We don't wait. We are impulsive. It's a Christian discipline. I started to talk to you about a reset. Yes, there's going to be a financial reset. It's going to be a satanic reset in America. It's going to be a cashless society. But before that cashless society comes, God is going to begin to reset the thinking in the minds of his people. He's going to reset the direction that you're going. You're going a certain direction. 
but he needs to reset that direction. To take your focus off of the things of the world, to take your focus on things eternal. What is important to you, what you think is important to you, I guarantee you, for the most part, is your own desires. Your own desires. <clears throat> there is a one of my favorite verses in Isaiah. I'm going to pull it up. You got to just hang on there with me. In Isaiah, Isaiah 46, I'm going to have to go by memory. I shouldn't. <clears throat> it says that God has declared the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. He's prophesying, Isaiah is prophesying that things that are not yet done, he declares the end from the beginning. This is what God does. I think it's Isaiah 46. Let me check. Isaiah 46, verse 10. You want to do your own thing. Well, let's see what God has to say about that. Isaiah 46, 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. What was declared 4,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago that were declared are in motion. They're not yet done. But God knew about them back then. His prophets and Moses talked about it. They're going to be done now. Declaring the end from the beginning, the things that are not yet done, saying, this is the key. My counsel will stand. I will do all my pleasure. God says, I will do everything that I said I have done, that I would do, I will do it. Everything that I have even imagined, I will do it. I've declared it from ancient times. I'm going to do it. I'm going to accomplish it. This will prove to the world that I spoke it back then, and it will come to pass in the future. My counsel, what I have stated, what I, my objectives, they will be done. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executes my counsel from a far country. Okay, Christians, this is where you come in. The man that executes my counsel from a far country. This is how the Lord intended to do it through we believers. But if you're not being counseled by the Lord, then you will not counsel. You will not execute what God is asking you to execute. My counsel from a far country. Again, it says, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. What God has said that he would do through his scripture, 
through his prophets. He is going to do it. It will not, it will come to pass. It cannot be stopped. For the Christian people in America, all of the prophecies that have not been yet fulfilled, I don't know how many hundreds, or I don't know how many, but every prophecy is going to come to pass. The prophecy that we will have a cashless society, it was spoken of, it will come to pass. During the time when there's cashless society, how are you going to live? This is where all your this is where you're going to engage all of the Christian disciplines. You're going to live by faith. You're going to have the anointing. The anointing will tell you what to do. Quick story. A book, The Church in China, written by a gentleman by the name of Gene Edwards. He talks about the pastors in the time when Mao took over China. These pastors, and I mean they were called by God, they were ordained by God to lead God's children. They would gather, but the way they would gather is the Lord would speak to somebody, all of them, many pastors, were going to meet 2 a.m. at a certain building. And the pastors would go to that building, and sure enough, they're all gathered. And they're pray. they would pray. And they would do this in hiding, all by the anointing. Edwards talks about how this would happen repeatedly, week after week. They didn't say, we're going to get together on Friday night at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. or whatever. So the Holy Spirit would lead them. One day, one night, Two in the morning, they're gathered. They're praying quietly, quietly, but they are praying fervently for the Christians and for the unbelievers to be saved. One brother stands up, a pastor. He says, brothers, the authorities are on the way. We need to leave now. Nobody questioned him. They all stood up. They all split in different directions, went back to their homes. The authorities came. They came into the building. Nobody there. But they knew people had been there because the building was just warm from the bodies. And the comment by the authorities was, they know when we're coming before we know we're coming. Before we're told to go here or there, they already know, and they're gone. We can't catch them by the anointing. This is the way it was in Mao's China. That's how the Christians would meet. That's the way it's going to be. The Lord will just tell you, be here, be there, whatever, two or three people, and the Holy Spirit, and you're going to trust the leading of the Spirit by other people. That's what's coming to this country. I remember one night, I get a phone call, two in the morning, I answer, and the Lord told me immediately, he's got a gun, you're going to commit suicide. I didn't know. I just told him. I said, listen, put the gun away. 
You're not going to kill yourself. Put it away. But I'm tired. I don't like my life. I said, I don't care. Put the gun away. How did I know? God told me. Instantly. That's the way it's got to be. He put it away. Met the Lord. Couldn't sleep. I gave him a verse that God gives his servants blessed sleep. I said, listen, you're now the Lord's servant. You pray that. He's going to give you blessed sleep. He hadn't been able to sleep in years, drink himself to sleep. I just said, no, the Lord said he gives his servants blessed sleep. You're now his servant. He's going to give you blessed sleep. And he started sleeping like a baby. This is the way it's got to be with God's children. You've got to stand on the word, believe the word. I'll leave you with this word. There are many weapons that are going to be used against the church. Many weapons. Technology like the world has never known. But Isaiah said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. But, 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 no. You got to believe it. You got to pray it. It has to be in your spirit. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon. Period. There's another verse I want to leave with you. This is Ecclesiastes verse 8. I'm going to have to end the program with this. Ecclesiastes 8. No one has the power to keep their spirit from leaving. In other words, when it's time for you to go to die, you're going to die. No one has the power to keep the spirit from leaving or to stop their death. During war, no soldier has the freedom to go wherever he wants. You're either in the army, in the family of God, those that are called to be God's tools, we're the weapons. We're the weapons. We individuals. The weapon of Almighty God is the children of God. The overcomers. We're the weapon. We're the most feared weapon in the last 2,000 years. We're the only weapon that Satan and the children of the devil fear. This is what we are. We're the tool. We're the weapon that God is going to use and has used to ascribe greatness to God and to present God to the world in a proper way. We are a weapon that Satan cannot come against. No one has the power to keep their spirit from leaving or stop their death. During war, no soldier has the freedom to go wherever he wants. In the same way, evil does not allow anyone who does wrong to go free. The wicked will not go free. The wicked will not go free. So I just want to let you know that uh, we are the weapon that is the most feared weapon. I'm going to have to end the program because we've got a minute and a half. The podcasts for the Olive Tree 
and the Olive Tree Ministry Church program every Sunday, 9 to noon, podcast 1360khnc.com. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. May the Holy Spirit, like I said earlier, the first hour, without revelation, you're not going without God opening your eyes, you're not going to hear, you're not going to understand anything that I'm saying or others that are called to minister to God's children. You're not going to understand it. You have to pray that God give you an ear to hear, that God give you open your heart, and then He bring that revelation to you. Without that you cannot understand it. You must be born again if you're not born again. So until next week, may the Lord Jesus bless you with his Holy Spirit. May he bless you with the unction and the anointing. May he bless you with the great riches of all that he is. May he bless you and may he give you the desires of your heart that fit in line with his purpose. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Now is the time to fight for your child's education. We are enrolling now at Civica Academy Charter School in Millican, a tuition-free middle school high school. We are focused on smart and kind students who are prepared for the real world and love this country. We stand for the pledge. We shake hands. We don't have cell phones during the day and focus on pursuing an industry certification by graduation. We are proudly outperforming surrounding schools academically while raising up civic leaders. I believe in 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds.